The Provoke Podcast, brought to you by Provoke Media and produced by the international broadcast specialist, Marketeers. Welcome to the Provoke Podcast. I am Diana Marzalek. I am a senior reporter with Provoke Media. Um, today we're chatting with Flo Lau. Flo is the head of creative at Shutterstock. Um, and welcome to the conversation. Thank you, Diana. It's so nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. Um, maybe you could start by telling us as the head of creative of Shutterstock what you do. Well, so I am the head of creative at Shutterstock, leading the internal creative team. Um, so the creative team at Shutterstock holds a very, very special place at, within the company. We're constantly in touch with like all sort of activities within the company from, from e-commerce to sales to external and internal communications. That said, my daily activities always involve strategizing and working with different channels and groups within the company to achieve the ideal business goals. And as a result, our team deliver and create a wide range of amazing work. So um, I also make sure to spend a lot of time with my team. Um, every morning we have a daily stand-up for 30 minutes going through roadblocks and high-level project status. That really gives me an opportunity to provide direction and updates on certain matters, especially now in the remote world. So are you trying to reach the creatives that um, sort of feed your, your platform? in your creativity, in your own creative, are you reaching, trying to reach out to creatives? Um, one, yes. one, yeah. Uh, well, so that's, that's why, that's what makes the creative team so special within, within Shutterstock, right? Because um, our creative team, uh, the individuals within our team are also the, our target audience. Right. So yes, I'm, I do make sure to spend a lot of time listening to their pain points and listening to their suggestions and they have a lot of a lot of ideas and my team is constant is a constant inspiration not just for myself but for the entire company well i imagine having that um you know you're you're working on behalf your workers or your employees are also your audience must be a huge boost in terms of, um, of, of getting that information because so often brands and marketers are out there doing, um, you know, whether it's, it's data research and analytics and out there in the field, but you've got this custom made um, group. Yeah. Um, one thing that I always tell the marketers within, within our team really is from a customer standpoint, Every single person, rather or not you're an, an expert designer, that you step into our site, your right, brain, your right brain is turned on. You're trying to create something. You're trying to be creative. Rather or not you're your actual expert, it doesn't really matter. You, your right brain is on. So every single marketer, every single designer within our company has to be creative um, because you have to have that creative mindset when you're coming up with marketing strategies and campaigns. Right. Well, marketing and, and is, is naturally creative, right? I mean, can you really separate, you know, you're saying yours have to be creative, but can you really separate marketing from creative? You can, I, I don't think you can. Um, there, I mean, marketing has definitely evolved throughout the years. And right now there's a lot of data driven and performance marketing that, that is kind of like putting marketing in between art and the science, right? Mm -hmm. And I think those two 
right now we're at this really, really interesting point that those two are merging together. And you, you, as a creative, you have to kind of know both and you have to understand both and same as marketing. So marketing and creative, like I have a hard time separating both, like, because when people ask me to identify myself, I'm like, okay, I'm a creative leader, but I'm also a marketer. So like I'm, I'm both. Um, and I think I expect my team to be both as well. Right. So we've spent a lot of time discussing, you know, in the last year about the last year, <laughs> COVID and how it's affected and everything. But I know that in the creative world, a lot shifted last year because especially for a, a company like Shutterstock, where people get access to creative material because people were shut down, shut in, whatever you want to call it. And I imagine that there was a, a an uptick in need um, for content. And I'm wondering where Shutterstock kind of is now in terms of that, in terms of that shift and how the pandemic maybe has shifted the, um, whether it's the business or the perception of the business or the need for the business to where we're at today. So throughout the 2020 and, and, um, and Q1, I have definitely talked to um, quite a few different people, some, some enterprise customers on like how they've been using stock and you know, what had changed and, um, Definitely a big shift in the industry because the traditional ways of like shooting for videos and 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 photos and photo shoots pretty much could not be done um, the entire year, right? So they are definitely more users are relying on us and our services, not only our content but also our our services like you know Shutterstock Studios, which is our full end to end production service, um, to to get things done and overall the entire industry is just getting more creative like you see UGC content popping up you see um, brands like Jeep we using existing content to create a, a new a new ad right so there's definitely a lot of those animation is another big thing that people are relying on either creating a brand new um, animation for for the brand instead of like doing uh, photo shoots, or they they use um, animation. You, you use factors um, from our library to create brand new um, animations, right? Uh, animations. Now, with with us, like definitely, we're seeing um, more and more people are relying on our content, um, and they're definitely being more open to use stock content, and and people are, and the audience too is generally a little bit more forgiving when it comes to seeing a brand using stock content now i'm not sure if you remember um for super bowl ads um i think it was indeed and guarantee right right those two brands use the exact same stock clip in their super bowl ads oh really huh yes um so with that like there there are reactions within within the with on twitter that people are just like oh these companies you guys have so much money to do super bowl ads why do you have to rely on stock right but then the matter of fact really is the ads especially the indeed ad was so strong that like people just kept raving about how great it is and they just don't really think about the 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 fact that like they're using stock um hmm. because it's just it's impactful. It's an impactful ad. The idea is great. The creativity is, is, is fantastic. Um, so the way I see it really is 
2020, um, because of the pandemic, creative teams are pretty much expanding their toolbox. They're finding new ways to get stuff done, rather not as animation, rather it's not as stock content, rather not as, as reusing existing content and UGC, right? They're expanding their toolbox to get stuff done. And with 2021 and upcoming years, right? Like even when things, when our societies open back up, I know for a fact that like, there are teams that just cannot wait to jump back into the traditional ways of like getting, going to photo studios and, and shooting stuff and stuff. But the fact is you already expanded your toolbox and you're going to keep going back to like find quick ways to, to get stuff done. And um, I think um, Shutterstock kind of benefited from, from that. And, and if I hear you right, you believe it will continue to benefit from that, even though people that 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 forgiveness or that um, more openness to using stock footage and the like during 2020, you see continuing. Yes, absolutely. Um, I mean, is that part of the the way? I mean, have is have brands started to think of content or creating creating creative content differently? Um, they're using it differently or they're accessing, but do you see them also creating content differently as a result of this? Um, I guess it is to some degree incorporating the stock footage and the stock photos that you were talking about, but is there an oh, is there also a larger approach to content creation that you see changing? Absolutely. Now, aside from the production part of thing that I just mentioned, like mm -hmm. uh, like different ways getting stuff done, the mentality has definitely changed as well. Like. And think about they have to shift like from like the traditional way of getting inspirations, right? Like back then you can go to a pop-up store or you go to installations and exhibitions and, and museums, right? Like to, to get inspiration. Now, because of the pandemic, social media is pretty much all you've got. Mm -hmm. And social media usage, usage pretty much went, went up by what, at least 50% last year. And um, TikTok attracted like hundreds of millions of users as a creative outlet to create and share content, right? Mm -hmm. And platforms like Clubhouse also saw like a big increase of usage this year as more and more professionals are looking for channels to share insights and thoughts. So this is that this cycle of like sharing and absorbing and getting inspired and giving out inspiration, it, it has become quite different. And uh, people are getting their resources um, it, from different media and, and it's really a true digital transformation. So that's that on, on getting inspiration, right? But then the way that marketers are thinking through things now has been quite different as well because of the pandemic because of all the things that happened in 2020, um, right? Like marketers, the first thing, like they, they have built out this muscle to, to think the first reaction really is, okay, us as a brand, what can we do to help? That's pretty much the first question that they ask themselves. And that's a different mentality from before because, you know, up until uh, at least a couple years ago, the first thing is like, how can we capitalize on a certain thing, right? But now it's no longer that. Um, so this is definitely quite interesting. And there are just a lot of examples recently, right? So for example, um, to encourage more and more people to uh, get fascinated 
you know, Krispy Kreme was giving out free donuts and United Airlines is giving out free trips. And uh, what else? Uh, Johnson and Johnson, obviously, doing the not-for-profit approach to to vaccines uh, sale. And uh, most recently, I got an email from Uber saying that they're giving out free rides to to your vaccine appointments. Right. Oh, so I got, I got that too. <laughs> yeah. So there's all these brands really, really trying to help, and and there's no again no longer trying to capitalize on on a certain social matter. It's really, really them just looking to asking themselves. With our product, um, with our services, like what can we do to help? And is there anything that uh, we can, is, can we take a stance on this? So I think that's having, really- I'm sorry, go on, please go on. No, I just think that was really interesting. No, it is. And and I'm wondering what the you see as the, sort of the long-term implications of that on the creative process. Um, you know, is that here to stay? And does it change the creative mindset in any way? Absolutely. I, I, I do think this is here to stay. I think um, there's definitely an, an it, 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 I think what happened really is it made me realize how, how powerful brands actually are and how powerful and empowered it is to be a marketer because especially if you work for a well-known brand, um, just because, again, like when you look at the past year, right? If you look at the news or, or just scroll through your Twitter feed, right? You're constantly looking at two things, politicians or brands, mm-hmm. like what they're doing and people are talking about what they're doing and their actions. And, and I, I think those, that really made me feel like as a as a marketer in in within under a brand, like every action matters, and that feels really empowering, and but at the same time, it's terrifying because you know, like anything you do, any decision you make for your brand is going to trigger some sort of result. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be positive, it can be negative, it can be neutral, but you know, uh, you know, that's really it's it's really eye-opening for me um, to, to, to really being able to see that and observe that and being able to live in this interesting time as a marketer and as a creative. Um, and that, that sort of experience is definitely going to have an impact in um, how marketers and creatives think moving forward. Well, the, the time that we're in, as you say, and sort of the... Um whether it's the challenges, the difficulties, however you want to, to put it, it does put brands at risk, right? Because they're putting themselves out there. But at the same time, it's this, it's this opportunity. And there's this line between, I guess, doing the right thing, putting yourself at risk, and then also not wanting to necessarily look like you're capitalizing on these difficult times. I mean, it's, it's really a, a confluence of so many things that it does put brands in, a, in tricky, tricky times, tricky positions yes but it's as you mentioned it's also a vehicle for for the brands to really really do the right thing and really i don't want to say capitalize but really like you know let your customers know what you stand for and and really bring and we can we we configure like your the values that you you stand for and what 
what your brand really means. Right. And so you are here servicing or, or providing content to brands, but you're also providing a service and a platform to creators. And, and what are you hearing or seeing or experiencing from your contributors? Um, are you seeing more, I mean, people out there, creatives <laughs> having to get out there and, and kind of get into this online platform world versus going out there and having their job and producing something for someone? Or, or how are you seeing that kind of evolve? So we do have a global network of contributors and um, it's quite interesting. I think um, right when the pandemic hit, you can see that there's like an increase, increasing amount of, I, I think our contributors work is like very timely and like their content is always really fresh. Like right away, you can see like a lot of contributions of like, uh, people wearing masks or like empty streets. And we have a lot, a lot of those. And then um, as the society starts reopening, we see more and more of like um, different stuff and more we're getting back to the normalcy. And you can see like that pattern. Um, and during the holiday season, we saw a lot of um, uh, requests, but also like a contribution of like um, intimate setting um, uh, holiday uh, gathering, family gatherings. And they're very, they're, you see social distancing. You see a lot of like interesting, interesting materials uh, coming in. And, and that's also a reflection of what's going on. Our search and our contribution from our contributors is a good reflection of what's happening in the world. Have you seen um, sort of these creative trends um, evolve differently across across? I guess, continents, re geographies, regions? Um... Um, yes, well, we do monitor that. And every year we do a creative trends report. And that's when we like monitor all the uh, different trends in different areas, right? In, in different um, uh, countries as well. So given that we're a global um, company, we're always like, we always keep tap on like what's going on in, in all these different um uh, countries and, and areas. So um, one interesting thing that, as I recall, really is like the, for 2020, there was a lot, a lot of COVID and COVID were pretty, was pretty much everywhere. And COVID surges, COVID-related surge was pretty much throughout the entire um, world. And like everywhere is just searching for COVID graphics. But behind that, um, after we filter out all those search terms, uh, we, we see the actual creative trends. And, um, you know, those are definitely interesting. And I, I mean, um, in the U.S., I think our, our top search, uh, top trending stuff really is all in our creative trends report um, 2021. And I think um, some of the really interesting ones is like we see that people are looking to go outside and like with like nobody around and and interesting graphics like that but then of course we also have like animation was a big big thing um now when it comes to the other countries um for uh japan right countries like japan for some reason dotted woman was like trending so there's definitely a lot of interesting stuff that that we we see and and we notice um and it's all in our search data 
And so how do, do you, does Shutterstock help brands and creatives and creators um, and contributors through these, what kind of support or how do you help them through these trends, through these changes? Um, there's quite a bit. So um, the first thing really is, the first thing that we did um, right after the lockdown is we created a COVID resource hub. Um, with that, with that hub, we provide free content, um, meaning free stock content to help small business owners. Mm-hmm. And then we also have curated collections and um, also a lot of like blog content with tips on how to stay connected to your to your audience. Again, especially for small business owners who suffered the most. Um, and then we also have um, our trust editor tool. Um, we added 400 brand new template, templates, which are highly, highly focusing on social media templates in Shutterstock Editor to really help users create eye-catching content quickly and stay connected to their customers, particularly in you know, um, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Um, and we also have created the Create Fund which is a grant program to empower and support creatives. Um, so that's that's something that w- we do. And eventually, it's essentially we have creatives submit um, their their work, and then they would get uh, they would win a grant uh, by doing so. So we have multiple grants. I think right now we're up to like three to five grants already, and we're gonna keep growing that. Um, and from a business standpoint, um, we understand that. SMB customers have smaller budgets at this point. So we created subscription plans and even smaller, smaller uh, footage plans that are a lot more cost effective. Um, and also we recently launched flex subscri- flexible subscriptions as well for those small business owners. So they can pick and choose instead of like having to commit to a plan for one asset type, they can choose um, I want one clip of one, one clip of footage and one one music track and one one image, and then they can create their own uh, flex subscription using credit system as well. So we're definitely closely observing uh, what what our customer how our customers' needs has evolved and and kind of morph our business and and our subscription and um, our offerings based on that. Well, it does sound that as much as uh more than a marketplace, you are building a community and specific, serving specific communities of your audience. Yeah, definitely. So here we are. You are in the middle of a creative industry. You are a creative. You are working with creatives and you have contributors. Crystal ball. Um, you know, what do you see or say to brands, to contributors moving forward in terms of um you know, where we're going in the next year and um, what you see is sort of the continual implications of what we've seen and where we're going in terms of, of, of creative content. <laughs> wow, that's a loaded question. I think- I know, but just a little, <laughs> a little. <laughs> um, I, I, no, we're looking for the answer of everything for everybody at this moment. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's, it's tough to say given that like anything Anything can change, but um, I do think for the creative industry and marketing, um, 
diversity is going to be big. I mean, it's already big um, this year, and it's 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 huge. Um, and again, like as I mentioned earlier, um, the first instinct for marketers right now really is what can this brand do, and what like can we help? Is there anything that we can do right to to help what's going on? And there's so much going on within within in in our world right now. Like sustain sustainability is huge. Diversity is huge. There's all these things that um, that all these brands has to really consider and think about. And um, I think all those has to loop in um, while you're also trying to strategize ways to achieve your business goals, meaning like your from your revenue standpoint, right? So um, I think you shouldn't really need the reason to really think about how can I do good, but right now we're in this situation that all those things are looped in now. Like, you know, your business goal is, is pretty much dictated by your brand and, and what your, your, your value and, and whether or not you take a stance. So um, I, I think that's a big shift. Um, and I think, you know, in the upcoming years, that's going to be a continued change um, in the marketing and creative world. Excellent. Well, on that note, <laughs> I will thank you for being with us mm-hmm. and having the conversation. Very interesting. And, uh, and we'll keep watch of all your good work and your field. Thank you so much, Diana. You've been listening to the Provoke podcast, brought to you by Provoke Media and produced by the international broadcast specialist, Marketeers. Marketeers.